Can I ask you something? If you had one shot, one opportunity to seize everything that you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or let it slip? Was that a... Was that Eminem? Yes. Baby, it's cold outside. Uh, with my co-host. This is Eli, a.k.a. Beefcake Almighty. Now, that's a good porn name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so we're back with another episode, and yeah, it's getting closer and closer to Christmas, and uh, well, before we actually get into it, Eli, you know, we have, apparently we had a celebrity death, so we got to get into that, you know, got to oh, yeah, so let's go ahead and knock that out. I'm gonna let you handle this one because this is—I feel like it's more your wheelhouse than mine. Which one? Um, Danny all Aiello. Of them, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, yeah, one you want to do? <laughs> rest in peace, Danny Aiello. Uh, well-known actor. Do the right thing. Godfather Two. Harlem Nights. Uh, Moonstruck. He actually played Jack Ruby once too. Uh, yeah. The Professional. It's a character actor. Sure, people know who uh, they see him. They know who they know who he is. He passed away. He was he was old. Um, so rest in peace to that guy. Yeah. Um, and one more. I guess we can go ahead and talk about that one because I don't. I don't oh, know. Papa Wu. Yeah. Yeah, Papa Wu, uh, a Wu Tang Clan affiliate. Um, I think he was like Riz's uncle or Riz's cousin or something. He's uh helped help them get their start. And he's actually appeared on a few songs here and there. Um, not he rapping, was uh, I, I, he? He, not really. I know he did something on, uh, he appeared like on bonus tracks and stuff like that. But he's mainly behind the scenes, you know, so. Well, I mean, he, you, you got to have that one person, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, help, help them get their start and stuff like that. Related to RZA. RZA was, yeah, RZA's family. I mean, most of them are cousins. Anyway, so yeah, like RZA, Jizza, ODB. They've always said that in the TV show. Anyway, they're all cousins. So yeah, yeah. So, so uh, rest in peace to Papa Wu. Yeah, yeah. Hate to start the show off like that, but like, like I said, we got to acknowledge everybody. So, yeah. uh, yeah. That being said, like I said, we got so many more left, more days left till Christmas. Eli, have you even started yet? Uh, a little bit. I finally put my tree up tonight. Awesome. You, so, you, know, you should have yeah. done that like before Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, but I didn't. I, <laughs> I didn't feel like you know moving shit around. I'm just lazy. I mean, I did like, you I get should... like get a new tree, or you like had a tree, and you just bring it out. Actually, I did get a new tree. I okay. got a smaller tree. The tree we had is like huge, mm-hmm. you know, and it always like takes up like half the fucking room and shit, you know, because it's so big. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I saw a little tiny tree at Walgreens for twenty bucks, you know, six foot. You know, not that big, but, you know, just right for, for my living room. You know what I mean? It doesn't take up all this room. I don't have to move furniture around and all that crap. So I was like, yeah, just put it up. It was really quick and easy. And 
yeah, you know, bake some cookies. Yeah, I mean, you if you do that, time, it kind of becomes you know muscle memory reflex after that. So yeah, yeah, you know, so got yeah, the kids not? involved and shit. Listen to Nutcracker Suite. What about know? Baby It's Cold Outside? I uh, didn't listen to that yet. Well, you know they banned <laughs> that song anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. After listening to this song, I was just like, you know what? I can kind of see what they're talking about, but it, they take it a little bit too seriously, you know. I don't even know what they're doing. With, is this some more woke shit or something? It is, but have you guys like listened actually to the lyrics of "Baby's Cold Outside"? Uh, probably not. Okay, and if you go back and listen to the lyrics, you think, but you're like, oh wait, wait a minute. Okay, because the whole song is about she's trying to leave his house, and he keep making a bullshit excuse like "Baby, it's cold outside. Don't leave." So they make it seem like, you know, it's toxic masculinity, you know, about it. I'm like, okay, you, yeah. y'all a bit too woke for this song. It wasn't yeah, about no shit. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're going to be going after Marvin Gaye and Barry White and those creeps. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the thing with that. Uh, only thing I've done so far, I, I don't get paid till Friday, so nobody's getting a present till Friday, and that's maybe even then. But there have been some secret Santas that I've been entering uh, in, in, in already. I don't know the people yeah. that I'm in, in the Secret Santa, so they just give gift cards. So while everybody else taking pictures of, ooh, I got this wine bottle and these socks, they just holding up a gift card. Like, yeah. Thanks, asshole. That's how I am. That's yeah. how I am. I say, no, if it ain't at Target, you ain't getting it. I'm not leaving a house. You, whatever you're getting is going, coming from Amazon yeah. or from some <laughs> online site. I'm not going into a store and buying shit. I'm just letting you know that now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stores are crazy right now. Basically. I mean, but, like, stores aren't as bad as they used to be. Like, nobody's getting to fist fights in Black Fridays anymore because everybody's just buying stuff online now. You still got a few assholes that don't know how to work the internet and still doing that. But other than that, everybody else is buying stuff online. So, yeah. Yeah, that's my thing. Let me say, can we move into the next part of the podcast? Yep. All right, here we go. So, this is the part where we talk about the uh, box office numbers. And right now it's kind of boring, but don't worry, Eli, because next week it will be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So... Give it to me, Eli. What is the number one movie of the week? Is it Frozen again? It is not. Frozen number oh, two. Oh, damn. Yeah, they were beaten. Oh, Jumanji came out. That's Jumanji right. came out. Jumanji, yeah. the next level. <laughs> okay. Now, you know me, Eli. You know, I, I love the first one. Not the first one, but the one before this one. The second one. I have still haven't seen that one. <laughs> love that movie. <laughs> Excuse me, coming down with a go. But the main thing is that the movie is... Um, it referenced so many video games, of course. I saw all the video game tropes, and I guess it appealed to my demographic, I guess. So I guess it, I mean, I guess it got me. Second one, I'm just like, eh, they told everything they need to say in the first one. So I'm like, I'm good, you know. So I'm glad it's doing good numbers, but I really don't care because I'm saving my money for next week. I'm not the type to go to the movies every single week. So if I know something else is coming out the week after, I'm good. Unless it's something I just got to see. So, yeah, Jumanji is number two. Uh, Frozen is number Number two, Frozen Two is number two. Number three, Knives Out still hanging in there. You you did see that, didn't you? I did see it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you did. Uh, number four, we have Richard Jewell. I think it's a Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, about the bomber. The <laughs> not. Oh, uh, which bomber? Atlanta. Atlanta was it that that remember back in the nineties at the the Olympics that bomb oh, that went guy. off. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Messed up. Okay. Uh, number five, Black Christmas. I okay. saw that. Now give it to me. Now let me paint the. I'm gonna paint scenario, Elon. I'm, I'm gonna let you go. But this is a remake of a remake. Sure. So I guess we can understand why it debuted at number five. But Eli, I know you got a chance to see this movie, so I'm gonna name. I'm gonna start naming this segment. Eli goes to the movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so go ahead and give it to us. What you What you think about it? 
it sucked. There we go. Number six. <laughs> oh, no, no. Give me some more. Give me some more. No, it sucked. It was PG-13. Uh, there was no kill scenes. There was no blood. A PG-13 horror movie. Yeah. It, it, yeah. They No swearing. Like, actually, there's a part where, like, I think they're about to say, suck my dick, but they cut out, suck my, and then it didn't say nothing. So it was just like. You can say suck my dick in a PG. I guess you can't. <laughs> no, you can call somebody a dick. But you can't say suck my dick. And PG-13 yeah. got weird rules. Yeah. Like, I can just, say fuck, but I can't say motherfucker. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't, there was no F-bombs. Um, it was over-woke I mean, you get one F-bomb. The movie was over-woke as fuck. Which I don't give a shit. You know, whatever. I can tell that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to, you know, they're making a comment on how women are treated in slasher movies. And they're sort of flipping it on you know the genre on its head i can tell what they were doing but there was no blood there was no kill scenes there was nothing like the pg-13 really fucked that movie and like the closest thing to gore was when a guy squirted mayonnaise on his sandwich i went yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i movie sucked fuck that shit don't go see it (laughs) okay there you go it's probably gonna be one it's probably gonna do like the charlie's angel thing where like if you don't like it you're you're sexist and shit but no <laughs> like this movie 2016 and shit yeah this movie sucks it's it's bad it's like i said as a horror movie it sucked yeah so okay i was kind of mad when i came out actually <laughs> oh damn that's that's the first time he like because you you usually kind of lean on these movies but this one kind of <laughs> yeah. You know, got a little bit of anger in your voice on this one. Yeah. Well, it's like I, I didn't like the last <clears throat> remake either. You know, I, I thought the last one. And that one was full of gore. That one I, had I all kinds say of I'm gore. mad. I completely, I, I saw the movie and completely got everything that happened in it. Yeah. It's you just a, a slasher flick. But that one was so over the top and stupid. Yeah, who who like, was in it? That had, uh, what's her face? Uh, Laurel from uh, Arrow was in that movie. What? Really? Yep. And, um. Oh no, not Laura. Yeah, I don't care about her. Yeah, yeah. Black Canary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, she that's right. Katie Cassidy. She was in that. Yeah. And that Mary, was she the main person in that movie? Yeah, and that Mary Elizabeth Winstead, the one who's playing uh, Huntress in the. Oh Birds yeah, of I Break. just found out that she's David Cassidy's daughter. Oh yeah, yeah. Katie yeah, I didn't Cassidy. Know that, so. Yeah. Yeah. That um, movie was family, whatever. But yeah. Yeah, that uh, the the was it the. The other remake, the one that came out, this that one was full of gore, very brutal and violent, but it was stupid. Like yeah. there was like an incest. The guy had more origin story about the guy. He was like incest, and he had a daughter, sister, or something. And that was stupid. So I didn't like that one either. Well, how close <laughs> were the stories? Like, was it like a beef to beat remake, or did they like switch it up a little? Or, even though I know it was it was woker than it was before, you know. It's it's it takes the same. Uh, elements of the of the, the original which is just about the sorority house of girls who are getting stalked by some mystery killer it was one of the very first slasher movies and, and i think margo kidder was in the first one wasn't it? yeah she was yeah um and 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 it was it was made ironically by bob clark who made a christmas story <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah uh but that one was more of a mystery you kind of like you don't know who the killer is and it kind of leaves it up to, you know, uh, it's kind of open ending. You don't know if they, you think the killer's dead, but then there's somebody breathing still walking around the house. And so, um, you know, it was one of the the very first slasher flicks, like before even Halloween. And they, they say, you know, 
they say it inspired Halloween as far as the holiday horror. Uh, I mean, because if it was a slasher flick, flick, you think it would get, you know, more recognition than uh, Halloween or Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. as the first, you know? Yeah. I mean, this one's more of a mystery. I know when I talk about horror flicks, I always sort of skip Black Christmas because mm-hmm. it seems like more of a mystery. Yeah, there's a there's a killer around, but it, it's just more of a like it's not as it's, you know, like. Like the formula of oh the, the bunch of teenagers stuck in one place who get stocked off one by one. This Black Christmas happens over like a week and one goes missing and then they're just trying to find out who where she is and then there's a guy calling making obscene phone calls and um, so I always sort of omitted it from like you know my slasher flick. Listen. Damn it, Eli! You should fight for it, just like we yeah. we fought and made Die Hard a Christmas movie. <laughs> so you should fight and make Black Christmas a, a horror movie, <laughs> like the slasher first. flick, slasher the flick, exactly like the flick. first. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, it's change the narrative. More it's more of a thriller, you know. There's not a lot of kill scenes. I think that's what separates it. Mm-hmm. There's like one or two kill scenes. You know, in I, th- the I, think I, know what you, I think I know what you mean because yeah. slasher fix inherently are really like exploitative fix. That means like exploitation fix. Yeah, flicks. you go you go to watch people die in creative, bloody ways. Right, that's kind of yeah. the point. But and I guess in Black Christmas, like I said, it's been so long since I seen the movie. I remember nothing about it. Yeah, but I'm I'm pretty sure it doesn't like glorify the killings and and things like that, no. like these slasher fix flicks do. Yeah, it was a little it was a little early on, you know, before. Movies like Friday the Thirteenth and and Halloween and you know where they where they were, you know, getting creative with gore effects. Yeah, it was a little. I mean, because part of the yeah. reason we go to these horror movies not just to see people die, we want to see how they die. Oh, how are you going to do it this time? You know, be and the that's guy what was missing. That's what was really missing from this new one. There was like no kill scenes. You know? Right, and that's the thing. Like, how do you make a, a slasher fig which was born out of the exploitation era, and take out the exploitation part of it? Yeah, and I could tell that's what they were doing. Like they were trying to make a comment on how, you know, yeah, like you know how Scream kind of poked fun at the genre. That's what this kind of felt like. They were poking fun at how women were portrayed in horror movies. Now, see, I know you hate Scream, but here's my thing about Scream: they poke fun and and uh, you know about all the tropes in horror movies. Then turned around and did the same tropes anyway. Like, what's the point of doing that? You know? Yeah, and I don't mind them reinventing the genre deconstructing the tropes or any of that stuff i'm like whatever but at least give me a horror flick on top of that like there was a part there was some moments in this movie like okay if you're gonna do that this could have been really cool you know but they missed it they kept missing the point like if they wanted to have like this big female empowerment you know uh theme going on they i think they could have pushed it a lot more and made it more brutal and i it, it just it just needed it just needed the horror you know there was no horror in it this is basically what it came down to you know so the movie sucked i think we went way yeah, too we went way long. too long on this yeah, yeah. <laughs> separating on it let's keep moving yeah. <laughs> i mean you still got separated i, I, I want to hear what you oh your, uh, uh the, the one out of five <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so far. Okay. Like I said, yeah. you spent way too long on that movie than we should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Number six, Ford and Ferrari. Still haven't seen it. Still want to see it. Number seven, Queen and Slim. Haven't seen it. Uh, number eight, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Don't want to see it. Pretty sure it's going to win a bunch of Oscars. Who cares? 
Number nine, Dark Waters. I know you tell me what it is. Completely forgot what it is. Doesn't matter. Number 10, 21 Bridges. Haven't seen them either. I have not seen anything. I will finally go to the movies next week. <laughs> Star Wars is out. So hopefully that movie will bring Star Wars fans together and we won't, you know, no, eat each other and you think it yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be hopeful. <laughs> I'm trying to look at the bright side of the things. I I know what's coming. I know it's we're gonna tear People ourselves. People are already apart. bitching about it still. You know? It's not we're even out yet, but I know I know what's coming, you know. Yeah. Like the Mandalorian was just a calm before the storm. It it brought us together, but now it's gonna tear us apart again. Yeah. So matter of fact, can we talk about the Mandalorian real quick so before we go? Even though I know we're still in the movie section, sure. I just want to talk about it anyway. Okay. So what do you think about the last episode? I thought it was fine. And that was, uh, I'm, that I'm was still, my favorite episode so far. I, I'm still wondering what is going on. Like what what what's going on with Baby Yoda? Who's hiring who? This this felt like another filler episode to me, which was fine. I didn't mind it, you know. I thought it was another cool little, you know, story about you know the Mandalorian doing some dirt throughout the galaxy, and yeah. thought it was fine. But I'm I'm more I'm kind of interested in what's going on. Who's who's pulling the strings? And yeah. you you worried about the 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 destination? Yeah, I'm worried about the journey. I'm having fun with him just going from odd job, hopping from planet to planet, just doing bullshit and shit like that. Because it's like I said, it's a spaghetti western. That's what they do. You know, we we know there's a, a a thread at the end of the road, but we'll figure that out when it gets there. Right now, I'm just having fun with all these bounty hunters and backstab stuff like that. Everybody was excited. Oh, Bill Burr's in this episode. Bill Burr. I don't know what the fuck Bill Burr is. He's a comedian. I guess. I, I don't know. He's funny. He's actually funny as hell. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't have an opinion of him one way or another. I just barely, yeah. I, I've seen his face before. I know he's a thing that exists, but I, I'm not familiar with his material anything like that. And the best way to say it, I don't know. He's like, he's like white famous. You know, the reason I, I say that because you know, it's like white people know him, but black people really don't. Like uh, okay. like uh like Frankie Beverly in the Maze or Everyone in Fire. Like black people know them, white people really don't know them. It's like he's famous and everybody's gonna happy to see him. I'm like, I don't care. It's cool. He was cool in the episode. Yeah. But other than that, I really don't know anything from him. You know. Oh, funny. He's funny. Go check him out. <laughs> I probably check him out. I guess he got a bunch of Netflix episodes and whatever. I mean, yeah. uh, stand ups. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably check him out. Yeah, he's he actually does a funny podcast too. He's got his own podcast. Yeah. I feel like I should know podcasts. I feel like I should know my competition. <laughs> Other than just you and Comic Cast, I feel like I should know everybody else. You know, Joe Rogan and other guys <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, that's my thing about that. Other things in the episode, uh, we had the Twi'lek in there. Of course, you know, we had they had a male Twi'lek. I didn't, I've never seen one before, I don't think, live action or, or ever. Big, Big Fortuna was a male Twi'lek. Oh, he was. Why did I never put that together? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, you're right. Now my whole... <laughs> aspect of Star Wars has just changed. Cool. Star Wars just got way cooler now, isn't it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Better go no, back and watch that shit. And now I gotta go. Oh, yeah, he was a Twilight the whole time in there. But, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Just just the whole episode, the backstabbing, going back and forth, and uh, the intrigue. The episode was longer. It wouldn't want to. I thought the minutes. ending was cool. The twi- little twist at the end. How he had the tracker head and shit. And- yeah. Oh, they said the Easter egg was all three of those those uh red. Bro, people, they were the like the directors of some of the episodes in there. Like they had the director of this episode, or one of the directors of the the last episode, and they were basically those were the pilots. Okay. The X Wings. 
Yeah, yeah. X Wings. Cool yeah, always cool to see X Wings. Yeah. They need a show. They need a show with that. Yeah, no shit. I'm pretty sure they they they're workshopping it right now. Yeah. So I, I'd watch it. And my thing is, they they downplayed the Baby Yoda thing because I I felt like like the last couple episodes I feel like the it was like Baby Yoda show featuring the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like I want to like they keep they have, like where's John Collar Esposito? Like he's been in the trailer, but we haven't seen his ass yet. Right. Well, that's what I'm waiting for. I'm like, what's going on here? And you know. Right, and, and then basically the way the internet is, it's like Mandalorian is playing a background in his own in his own show. So, like I said, it's all about Baby Yoda. So this one, they pull it back. You actually get Baby Yoda's even in the episode until he pops up every now and then. So I'm like, that's cool. Like, downplay some of the cuteness a little bit. He, I know you, I know you got a, a hit on your hands with him, and he's gonna sell a bunch of toys during Christmas or whenever the hell he comes out. But you know, don't make him the focus of the, the whole damn show, and it's not even name him. You know, make mm-hmm. it about the Mandalorian. So that's my yeah. thing. And before we go with that, didn't you see another movie? Or was Black Christmas was it? I didn't see another movie. That was a movie. Okay, so let's let's do our round circles, things like that. So Didn't that you was, see a movie? Oh, I did see a movie. But I'm gonna talk about that later on. I actually saw a few movies. One movie I'm gonna talk about, like I said, we just talked about Disney Plus. Let's talk about Netflix. Okay. Now, Eli, have you seen a movie called Six Underground? No. Okay, do you know anything about this movie? Looks like it's got Ryan Reynolds in it. <laughs> okay, and that's all you know. Okay, you are in for a treat. <laughs> You're in for a treat for me talking about it and actually seeing it. <laughs> okay, so, yes, this is a movie that hit Netflix that I had no, I knew nothing about. It dropped about, I guess, two or three days ago. It's a Ryan Reynolds vehicle. It's a bunch of other people in there, but it's a Ryan Reynolds movie for the most part because uh, he's, like, the only recognizable star in this. Everybody else is just people you expect to be in Netflix. No-name people that's just kind of there. And not only that, but here's the most important part. It's directed by Michael Bay. Oh shit. Yeah. So it is. That's what kind of caught me off guard. Like, that's really the star of the movie. Michael Bay, not Ryan Reynolds. That's what you come see the movie for. Because I had no idea Michael Bay directed this movie. But when I cut the movie on five minutes in, I was like, oh, shit. Is this a Michael Bay movie? Because Michael Bay, whatever you want to say about him, he is an art whore. You know, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, because the reason I say that is because you know an tour is when you cut the movie on and you know it's them. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as you see it, it's not like whoever the fuck directed Captain Marvel or Ant Man. No, you turn on this movie, you're like, oh shit, I'm watching a Michael Bay movie. Mm-hmm. Get ready because you are getting a Michael Bay movie, Eli. This is the most Michael Bay movie I've ever seen. This is Michael Bay in, in his purest form. Oh, yeah, just constant moving shots of yes, aircraft yes, just carriers like, and helicopters all, and people walking in slow motion. All of it. Explosions of it. and shit. Explosions, and, ass, hot women. One of the women <laughs> look exactly like Megan Fox. Like, they just cloned her and just put her in the movie. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's insane. So, yes, this is, like I said, Michael Bay in his purest form. The most Michael Bay he's ever Michael Bay. And then I started thinking about it. Okay. So the, the and, and what I'm hearing is that this movie cost a hundred million dollars to make, a uh, hundred fifty million dollars to make. So Netflix gave Michael Bay a hundred fifty million dollars and told him to just blow up Europe and just do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like he's just like, oh yes, let's do this. So it's just weird. So let's bring this back to the movie we recorded. Uh, we talked about either two weeks or a week before, like The Irishman. Now, 
like I said, we had different opinions on the Irishman, but at the end of the day, we both agreed that the Irishman was the movie that Martin Scorsese wanted to make. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. we know he made it. He didn't have any studio over him telling him do this, do this, do that. He like, no, I'm gonna. This is the movie I want to make. I'm gonna make it the fuck the way I want to make it. Three and a half hours. I don't care. I'm gonna do it. Six Underground feels the same way. That's why I'm saying is Michael Bay in his purest form because it feel like they gave him 150 million dollars and just left him alone. So now you have a movie where Michael Bay can make this movie any way he wants to make it. He and just started makes, shooting it without a script. Pretty much. There's no <laughs> just script. Just bring in the dynamite. There is no script in this movie. There's no plot. It's just shit just blowing up just from beginning to end. You know, let me let me at least try to figure out the plot of this movie. It's, it's not even a dumb com- Okay. Brian Reynolds is a tech billionaire. But he's also like a uh uh ex-military secrets whatever the fuck he's batman basically. of course yeah so he recruits these other six black ops mercenaries all over the world to take down this dictator that's that's the movie they, the whole movie is about a cute coup so but the rest of the movie is just explosions shit blowing up hot women ryan reynolds telling stupid ass jokes that's the movie and like i said it's michael bay it's what you expect but the thing is is that Michael Bay made the movie he wanted to make. This is this is one of Michael Bay's best movies. Like, to be honest with you. And the, here's the difference between Michael Bay and Zack Snyder. Like, people are always comparing the two, but it's one specific difference between those two. Michael Bay knows he's making a bad movie. Zack Snyder and his fans don't know they're making a bad movie. He thinks he's making art. He He's also an artur. Like, when you listen, you watch Zack Snyder's movie, you know it's his movies. Michael Bay is the same way, but he knows this shit is schlock. So I say it's one of Michael Bay's best movie that didn't make it a good movie. That just means that... What's the best way to describe this movie? It's a guilty pleasure. It's schlock. It, it, technically, it is a bad movie. But it's a bad movie you can't take your eyes off of. Because it's a beautiful-looking bad movie. You know you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. Like I said, if you, if you yeah. watched a Michael Bay movie before... And you can stomach it, it. Like, if you like Bad Boys, you'll like this movie. Because that's when I started watching. I was just like, okay, this is... Or, Ar- or Armageddon. Or Armageddon. All of those movies. Armageddon, Bad or Boys. Poor Harbor. Fast forward through, like, the first hour. The, the best Harbor. way to describe this movie is <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw. It's Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw, but... It's Hobbs and Shaw. It is, but it's, like, more R-rated, more gory crazier cars it's, it's basically Hobbs and Shaw cranked up to 11 I'm trying to see is it a better movie than Hobbs and Shaw and overall yeah I'm gonna say it's a better movie than Hobbs and Shaw even though they're both going for the same demographic because this is where I feel like Hobbs and Shaw was felt like it was trying to cater to a certain demographic and it was trying to check off kind of box stuff like that Michael Bay just made it like fuck that no I'm just making it just pure action movie with Ryan Reynolds just just basically deadpooling it up the whole time and I'm just gonna just blow up Europe and just do what the fuck I want to do so yeah, I'm gonna say this is a better movie. Now for now I'm gonna give a rating. As far as Netflix for a Netflix movie, this is a five out of five. Like you looking for a movie <laughs> on Netflix, you want to just look at some shit and just just zone out and just get shit blown up for like two and a half read, hours or whatever. Read, read comics while it's on. And shit. Yeah, in the background, this is yeah. the movie. This is a movie specifically designed and made for Netflix. This is a movie you can just play in the background, and just have fun. As far as like a movie, movie. I'll give it a four out of five. 
It, it was pretty entertaining. Like I said, plot does not matter. You just watch the shit blow up, and that's pretty much it. So, yeah. Like I said about that. So, that was uh, Netflix. Now, one more movie I, I, I saw this weekend. And this is a movie you reviewed, like, half a year ago. Half a year. <laughs> it, the time flies. Like I said, we're almost in 2020 now. So, and this is Hellboy. And the reason oh. I... Yeah, remember I, t- I talked about. It. Yeah, we talked about. Yeah, it. that's right. You watched yeah. Hellboy. I watched Hellboy. So, like I said, I watched Hellboy because, like I said, I subscribed to HBO, and I'm like, I'm just subscribing whatever. Like for the time being, I'm about to cancel it next week, but that's neither here nor there. I saw Hellboy on there. I'm like, I'm doing a compilation list of all the comic movies that came out this year. What have I not seen? Hellboy is on there, so I started watching. And Eli, what I think about Hellboy is that it's not the worst movie ever made. It's not. It's not. I mean, the internet wanted me to believe that. Mm-hmm. You know, avoid it at all costs. This movie is a plague on humanity. I'm like, eh, it was just a movie. I watched it. It didn't stick with me. You know, it yeah. didn't leave it's, anything. It's like what you said. It's schlock. <laughs> it is schlock. That's exactly what it is. But yeah. it was like, you know, CGI schlock. It was just like, it's. it was something to watch in the background. They had some cool scenes. Only thing about it that it didn't have any cool characters like the first Hillboy movies did, like Abe Sapien yeah. and also like that. The two people they had replacing them, I cared nothing about them. I did like the Hellboy though. I thought he was just as good as the last one was. Yeah. I think it was and I think the uh like the spe- like the body makeup and the you know, the design of Hellboy was probably better than it was in the last one. Like if you watched that two thousand four movie, you know it looked amazing. Then it may be a little dated now. You can kind of see the plastic and rubber material on, you know, on Hellboy skin. But now it looks a lot better. So I thought Hellboy looked a lot better. CGI, well, hit or miss. But nowadays, who? Unless it's just really, really bad, I'm not complaining about CGI in a movie. I mean, it's make believe. Just go with it sometimes. Yeah. So overall, I give Hellboy a three out of five. Just something to watch. Not the worst movie. Ever made? I don't even think it's the worst comic movie ever made. What was the worst comic movie this year? Was it Captain Marvel? Was it? Well, Dark Phoenix. I, didn't I actually like Dark, Dark Phoenix, Phoenix better than Captain Marvel. <laughs> be, to be honest with you, I mean everybody made that was another movie everybody said was a plague on humanity, and I went in and watched. I'm like, yeah, wasn't that bad? Not to yeah, say Captain- Dark Phoenix was the best movie ever made, but I've only seen the Captain Marvel the one time. I mean, I don't. I, mean, I, I didn't it- find it. I've actually seen it multiple times. That's the thing, Eli. Watch it more multiple times. You're gonna hate the movie too. Oh yeah. Well, I remember hating the I the the, the when the No Doubt song came on. I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. like so. Captain Marvel is really a bad movie. It's one of Marvel's worst movies. And not to say I'm not saying I'm a comic gator or I hate women or anything like that. I'm just saying it's a bad movie. It's okay to call a movie a bad movie without being sexist or racist or anything like that. I like it when she was doing all the Superman shit. That was cool, wasn't it? Yeah, for like the fucking five minutes at the end of the movie. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> that was cool. I, I I agree with you. That was cool doing this shit, and it pissed me off because I'm not seeing Superman doing that. But overall, that movie was just ugh, whatever. I I don't care. It it, it and I know uh, and it makes me worry because I feel like Marvel going forward are going to give us more Captain Marvel like movies. You know, just throw shit out there and they're like it don't matter what we do. They're just going to just watch it anyway. Shazam! I watched Shazam on HBO the other like last week. Right. I thought I thought I I still enjoyed that. Yeah. Oh, I love Shazam. Yeah, I, I love Shazam. That's one of my favorite uh, comic movies this year. Uh, even though it is one of uh, Warner Brothers' lowest, it's one of the lowest grossing comic movies this decade. 
Like it's like barely above Green Lantern. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. It was, I, it was, I, I enjoyed it. I was I watched it again. I watched it a second time around and I was like, oh I and I, I kept wondering, it. like, why did that movie grow so much, you know, so low? I mean, you think it would be higher than that because everybody loved it and everybody think it was a hit, but it, it really wasn't. Like, they really it's had a to Christmas think. Christmas movie. It takes place in Christmas. Watch Does it? it? Christmas time. Yeah. Okay, we're going we're gonna to claim Shazam as a Christmas movie. Yeah, there you go. Shazam and <laughs> Iron Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so Shazam was a good movie. Captain Marvel, yeah, so what? But yeah, I like that, uh, Dark Things Better. I was going somewhere with this. Um, yeah, we can talk about the. Uh, let me talk about the Warner Brothers. Oh yeah, Brie Larson. Oh yeah, they 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 hate they still hate Brie Larson because she did some more dumb shit. No. Okay. Drink my water. So this is what Brie Larson did. Wonder Woman eighty four trailer came out right. So Brie Larson made a tweet basically congratulating Wonder Woman 84 for coming out. You know, I can't wait to see this movie. I need Thanos to fast forward time, whatever like that, so I can see this movie now or somebody need to invent a time machine. You know, nothing wrong with that. But where was the tweet when Black Widow came out? Oh. There was none. Oh. So everybody getting pissed at her like, oh, yo, fuck Black Widow? Like, <laughs> like the one that should have been made before you or you're not going to say So what about you're it. saying is Black Widow sucks. Yeah, that's basically what. They, so they already putting words in the mouth to begin with. So yeah. no matter what, educate yourself. <laughs> so no matter what Brie Larson does, she's gonna catch shit. For, regardless, I, fuck, I fucking hate this planet. <laughs> Thanos was right. <laughs> oh shit! Let me find this list of uh Warner Brothers uh movies coming out. Where was? This one? Well, we got Birds of Prey. What in February? We got Birds of Prey in February. Let me see. Where is it? I, oh, it's here. Yeah, found it. Okay. So we got Birds of Prey in February. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 1984 mm-hmm. uh, in, in June. So we got two DC movies coming out next year. Uh, the Batman, which that is not the name of the movie. We don't know what the name of the movie is going to be yet, but we're just saying The Batman. That's something the internet made up. Uh, in 2021, Suicide Squad in 2021, Black Adam in 2021. <laughs> So there's three. So they they're cranking up. They're doing DC. They're doing Marvel uh uh work in 2021. It's cranking up. And I think Marvel might have like four movies coming out in 2021. Crazy. Uh, but here's the thing. You got Black Adam in 2021, and I think like four months later, you had Shazam two. So Shazam two, yeah, has been confirmed. So. It makes you wonder if they fast tracking it because Black, because we know Black Adam is going to be a hit. It's going to be in December. It's going to be The Rock, you know. And I'm pretty sure he's probably going to be the bad guy in Shazam. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing. Shazam, uh, Black Adam was supposed to be in Shazam 1, but Rock Rock is basically kind of like, I'm going to wait to see what DC does with these movies first before I put my name on it because it might hurt me because, you know, they don't have the best track record. So I'm going to wait to see if Shazam is a hit, then put my name on it. And make a main uh, move to myself. Oh, and not only that, in 2022, Flash? Yeah, you can scratch that off. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and number 22, Eli, uh, uh, in 2022, you got Aquaman 2. There you go. There you go. So, one, But here's the thing. They don't know if, uh, what's her name? Mira. Well, who's the actress? Amber Heard? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Should she be back, Eli? Let me ask you that question. Should she come back? I didn't mind her. 
Um, I was a little weary about her when they announced it, but yeah. I didn't mind her in the end. She was fine. Okay. Well, we, we, for those that don't know, basically what's going on is that they we've canceled Amber Heard. Yeah, why? What happened now? Oh, yeah, you don't know the whole situation. Okay, because, yeah, because of the whole uh, relationship with her and Johnny Depp. Oh, really? So, I thought we canceled him. No. That, and that's the thing. That, that's the thing. Let me back that up. Yes, oh, we oh. canceled Johnny Depp over that. But here's the thing. He wasn't oh. beating her ass. She was beating his ass. Oh, well, well, natives canceled Johnny Depp because he came out with that cologne called Savage or something. Well, I thought it was because he played Tonto in Lone Ranger. No, that was one thing. No, this is like a few months ago. He's to some <laughs> cologne called Savage or Savage. Oh, and... so y'all let the Tonto thing slide. <laughs> I, I didn't, I said I didn't even Do y'all love Johnny Depp that, that much? Shit. Like, we'll let you get away with one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, remember, there's only like two Indians on Earth, you know. We can't cancel shit, you know. <laughs> You're not claiming Johnny Depp, are you? I think like no, one thirty second. I mean, I, I, yeah, like fuck him and his shitty band. I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know, but no, he he was in some cologne. He had the commercial with it was called Savage Cologne or something, and he's like in buckskin and shit. Then like, oh yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same, you don't feel any sympathy for what Amber Heard was doing to him because here's the thing: when that shit happened, hey. hey. If you're fucking Amber Heard, you got to put up with some shit. Okay, I, I agree with you. She's hot, so obviously she must be crazy. I agree yeah, with you. Yeah, so on that. yeah, you, you just got to put up with some shit, you know. And he, he he's he's got he's got the resources to do that. So fuck Hila, him. Do you know what she did though? She cut off one of his fingers. No way. Who the yes, fuck? she did that shit. <laughs> Cut off his fingers. What, not, we, not, oh, not, not like John Wick and no shit like that, but yeah, well, like the tip of his finger is missing. He said he, she did that shit. Oh, so he can't play guitar in a shitty band now? I mean, <laughs> probably as well as he could before. I mean, shit. <laughs> but yeah, so apparently he has part of his finger missing. I don't know if it was so back on or he, you know, he's the winter soldier now, some shit. I and mean, he got a replacement. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> But the point is, apparently she cut off one of his fingers, and now people are like, well, should we cancel her? Because when everybody thought that he was beating her ass, he got fired from Pirates of the Caribbean. So he's done. But Nas realized that she was the one doing this shit. Should she be fired from her job? And should he come back? Because Disney hasn't brought him back yet. You know, nine fingers and all that shit, you know. So, I don't know. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, are, are, are we going to boycott if they put her in the next movie? I ain't boycotting no fucking Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> You're not woke, Eli. That's the problem. I'm, hell no. I'm tired as fuck, man. <laughs> we need a score card to keep shit. up with this shit, man. Tired of this shit. You can't tired. listen to anybody, man. I try to play, like, a new music artist and shit like that. Oh, you can't listen to them. They said some shit on Twitter. Like, oh, what the fuck, man? Yeah. But we can't listen to this person? Yes. Next week they do some stupid shit. Yeah, I need some sleep, man. This is exhausted. <laughs> Being woke and shit. Oh shit. I need a I need a woke list. Somebody make a woke website to find out who we're canceling shit like that. Swell well, no. Yeah. Or not. I don't care. <laughs> uh that being said, like I said, we watch eat eat HBO. Uh Actually, no, I didn't. But anyway, I was talking about HBO, so now we can segue to the other part of HBO, actually what we were starting to talk about. So, Eli, we got a chance to check out Watchmen. 
yeah. this is the series, the season finale of season yeah. one. Let me and get I guess my we, notes. I got oh, notes. Oh, you got notes? notes. Oh, you came prepared. You professional. Oh yeah, I was. T- I took notes like weeks ago. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, I I, I should have done that also. <laughs> I'll just follow your lead then. So, uh, yeah, Elias, so what did you think about the series, the season finale of Watchmen? I, I, I thought it was cool. I've, I've loved this show since the get-go. Um, I thought it wrapped it up very well. Uh, I thought it answered a lot of the questions, um, confirmed a lot of theories, also a couple surprises. And, and it left it, left it uh, the ending I, I thought was left – up to interpretation, where I don't think it was satisfying. I, I don't think we need a sequel. I don't think we need another season. You know, um, I thought the show was very uh, timely. Like it, it was, it was, it, it was a, the perfect show for our current times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why it works so well. I think that's why I responded to well so well. You know, because I thought this when I first heard about this show, I thought it was the dumbest idea ever. I'm like, that's gonna suck. A sequel to The Watchmen, a TV show that doesn't have any of the characters. I was like, that sounds stupid as hell. That's a waste of time. But they made it work, and they up uh, they. It was a worthy adaptation. It was a worthy sequel to the original comic book, and mm-hmm. they, and, and the reason why it was it worked so well is because they tackled current issues, current, you know, events that we're dealing with right now, the same way the original comic did when it came out 30 years ago. Right. The original comic dealt with a lot of political and social themes and issues of its time and, and was very controversial and, um, and sort of flipped the whole superhero genre on its head. And I felt like this show did this in current times. And I felt the last episode wrapped up everything. It was a satisfying conclusion. And I don't see it. I don't think we need another one. I'm I'm like, like, again, I'm like, okay, this shouldn't have worked, but it did now leave it alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I I agree with you on that because just like the original book, like the book was 12 issues. And that's one reason I feel like it does uh, stand the test of time because Alan Moore did those 12 issues, that one graphic novel, and left it alone. He didn't revisit it. Mm-hmm. Like, would that story be the same if we were at issue 150 right now? You know, just kept the shit going. Watchmen. Yeah. Annual and shit, you know. Turned into a soap opera. We, like, it didn't need to. Right. You know, because everyone's saying, oh, well, what's going to happen? So-and-so has so-and-so's powers. What's going to happen? It's like, I don't care. Right. You Maybe know, nothing will happen. <laughs> nothing happened. That's the thing. What, what what makes it so beautiful is like that shot, that final shot of the episode where it showed what's her face, you know, Angela stepping out onto the water. And I was like, I kept thinking to myself, cut, cut. I don't want to know. I it, don't want to know. It reminded me of the ending of Inception. Yeah. I was like, cut, cut. Just don't. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to know. Don't confirm it. And then it did cut. And I was like, cool. Because I don't want to know. And that's what that's. That's what the original comic did. It lets you make up your mind. It left it ambiguous so you can make up your mind and you can question it. And you can, you know, come up with your own ideas of what you think should happen or who was right and who was wrong. Does someone deserve that much power? That's the that's like the Thanos thing. Mm-hmm. Is Thanos right? You know, that's that's what 
made that final shot so powerful and why I don't think we need another season. I, I agree with you. We, we need to leave it alone. Uh, it was perfect as it was. Honestly, that season was one. Of, it's probably my favorite season of this decade, like a, just of a single show. Yeah, you I know? was every episode like I was hooked from episode one. And each week I was continued to be moved and wowed and like, you know, my mind was blown, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it that, just continued every episode, like every episode was different and was its own story. Like you could just watch one of these episodes and it could be its own story. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what I thought was so great is like each week it just got more intense and more like, holy shit, you know, I can't wait for the next week. You know, I was so engaged every week for the last three months or however long it was, a couple months now, you know, and I didn't expect to be. I, that's, that's what blow, that's what I find so amazing is like, I had no faith in this show mm-hmm. at all. And it turned out to be, it surpassed my expectations. And like, I was totally wrong, you know. Now, I did now, not my, think it was my thing. Work. I had different expectations of the show because you know when we first talked about the first episode, I had you know I was kind of lukewarm over the whole thing because I felt like they were just making their own story, just slapping Watchmen references every now and then, like Easter eggs, like ooh look at that, ooh look at that, you know. While you know, basically like the Joker, where they just doing something else and just slapping a superhero staple on it. Mm-hmm. But the more the show went on, the more the episode got into because so, you know somebody talked me into it, and I was just like, no. They're actually really digging into the source material. Like this story, the show became a commentary on the comic. Yes. You know, in a way. Yes. But at the same time, they did tell their own story, but it was still also a commentary on the comic. Like you could deepen, dig into it. And what if we explored that idea that came from the comic that Alan Moore kind of touched on, but didn't fully flesh out because it was so much, you know, stuff in that book. And I yeah. was thinking like that, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, it, it was so true to the original source material that I when you know, going back and reading it again, it made me appreciate those little nuances, those little things that I never sort of, I sort of dismissed before mm-hmm. it. Like I really dove into the hooded justice and the, you know, the under the hood novel that was written and really like looked into the history of superheroes and, and the fact that this show flipped that, on its head like you know the way it tackled race like Mm -hmm. like i said from episode one i was like holy shit they're going there okay this is gonna piss people off this is gonna make people uncomfortable and i'm fucking there because i'm you know (laughs) i live in discomfort i don't give a shit you know (laughs) and the show made you uncomfortable oh yeah i was like hell yeah i was along for the whole fucking ride i'm like wow they're really making a comment on racism and people of color and the fact that the very first superhero was a black guy. And gay- right. And on top of that, they made a commentary on Rorschach. Yeah. Like the movie made Rorschach. Oh, he's just a badass. He's like Batman of this universe. But this show flipped like, no, he's a fucking racist, homophobic, sexist, you know, pathetic, you know, kind of slow, <laughs> like hillbilly. And basically everybody that worships him is the same way. Yeah. Like the clan worships him. Yeah. And it's like how they all brought it back. Yeah. Yeah, and he was like a regular reader of that racist magazine, and that's comic accurate. That's exactly. canon. That they, you know, you go back and read the comic. He was, yeah, that that shit he was writing to or reading was a, a racist magazine. Can, can, can we talk about the Alan Moore quote he made? 
or Go is ahead. it too yeah, inflammatory? Yeah. No, fuck it. Okay, that, let's, that's let's what this show is for. <laughs> this show is for because it all ties back to it now. Yeah. There was a quote that Alan Moore said is that Birth of a Nation was the first superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Now, for those that don't know what Birth of a Nation is, Birth of a Nation is basically a story about the KKK. It's a movie about the yeah. KKK going around just killing black people during the Reconstruction time. That's what the movie is. To this day, the KKK uses that movie as a recruitment tool to recruit people to the KKK. Yeah. So... It's about that movie, and he's saying that that's the first superhero movie. And I was like, oh, you know, everybody getting pissed off. at like, how are you going to say things like that? And I started thinking about the quote. And as fucked up as it is, he's right? Yeah. Because, because it's about mask vigilant, about masks. It's about mask vigilantes. It's about superheroes and the masks and their, their secret identities and what they're doing in secret and getting to the fucking psychological, you know, origins of what makes a superhero a superhero or a, a vigilante. Yeah, because you know, in order to do stuff like that, you have to believe that you're above the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that's what the KKK were doing, and these mass vigilante, and in pretty much any mass vigilante or vigilante that goes out to doing it, they're pretty much doing the same thing. Like Death Wish or that guy that was in the uh, subway back in the seventies, shit like that. They were they were praising him as a subway vigilante, but when they really dug into it, they realized he was like racist as shit, and he was just going around just looking for black people to kill. Mm-hmm. You know, all that yeah. shit ties in together. And basically, that's what Alan Moore was saying. Like, if any vigilante that feel like they're above the law to go shooting people, more than likely, he's probably a sociopathic, you know, dude going out doing that shit. And that's why when they made the cops put masks on, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> in this show. Right. You know, and that that was such a powerful statement on what on what what who decides who's above the law and who 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 upholds the law. Yeah. And at at the end of this last finale, when 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 Will Reeves is talking to Angela, is like, what did you know? How did you feel when you were under that mask? You know, what what was it like? And she's like, there's that anger, there's that rage, mm-hmm. you know. But then he's talking about, yeah, but it was also the fear. I I, I was, uh, you know, it all came from fear. And this is the and this is the very first superhero that right. he was driven by fear, fear of. Of, of, of you know of racism and, and the, the violence of racism because he survived the Black Wall Street massacre mm-hmm. and that's what that's what drove him and the, the the whole going back to the trauma and you know heroes like Batman and you know Spider Man who are who are driven by trauma and what, that's what makes them do what they do that was really interesting how they took this. This, oh, uh, and, and that whole hooded justice was also a a, a whole callback, and I, I've said this before. There's a whole callback to to uh, Bass Reeves, you know. Yeah. Because just like in the in the Watchmen universe, or how they have in the show, uh, the hooded justice was a black guy, but in the TV show that they make fun of, you know, they recreated, they made him a white guy. So they yeah. whitewashed his history the same way with Bass Reeves. Uh, they made him into the Lone Ranger. Yeah, and made him inspiration for that, but they whitewashed his history also. Yeah, and that's the comment of the show: is the erasure of black people, people of color, just like the Oklahoma Tulsa massacre, just like the massacre. Nobody knows about about that shit. (laughs) Everyone was yeah. Everyone was like, did that really happen? They thought it was some fictional fucking thing. No, that shit really happened. Right? They were like, oh, they didn't drop bombs on them, didn't like? Yes, the fuck. Yes, they they fucking you know yeah. There would have there would have been a. There would have been a, probably a whole uh, population of wealthy black people in America had it not ha- had that not happened. Right. You know. So they, f- yeah. The it. Uh, <laughs> but so I, I was going to say I was going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
but but the, the fact that it goes back to the erasure, the the the, the wiping out of history of, of people of color, you know, mm-hmm. how, you know, making, uh, yeah, do, doing the making the Lone Ranger white, and and the fact that the hooded justice had to hide his he he put the mask on not to hide his face to hide his race, right? Because they weren't going to pay attention to him if he was a black guy. And he knew that. And that was such a powerful statement that this, the first superhero was a black guy who hid his race. Right. They had to feel like he was one of them. Yeah. Let let me, let let me tie this back again. Also, let's, let's talk about spawn for a second. Mm -hmm. Now we talked about spawn because the thing about it, like when Todd McFarlane was drawing Spider-Man, like he was just always like Spider-Man's were match. You don't know Spider-Man's color. You really don't. But everybody just assume he's white. And Spider-Man, yeah. in one story, he wrote it in there. And like, well, how do you know I'm white? Why you just yeah. assume that? You don't know what I look like. So that's why he did that with Spawn. That's why he made Spawn black. Because yeah. he knew when Spawn wore his mask, he knew all of his readers were going to assume he was white. So when the second issue, when Spawn, you know, changed his, you know, changed to a human form and he was white, he was like, wait, 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 wait. I'm not white. What the fuck? And when he did that, he actually got hate mail. They were like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, we just assumed Spawn was white. Like, no. He so he only did he only made Spawn black to fuck with people, basically. Yeah. And so I, I just and, did, and didn't realize how much it resonated with He did he black just did it just to just yeah. to fuck with people. He didn't know there was any so now you look at the top black superheroes of all time. Spawn, Black Panther, like Spawn. What? What? <laughs> like, like even black people don't know Spawn's black, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's what was so amazing about the show is that it tackled these issues, the issues of race mm-hmm. and the issues of like the the racial like oppression of this country and how people of color were treated and, you know, throughout history. And it did it in a way where, you know, it, it like Trojan horse these issues into this cool comic book show, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and then we, you know, because then we talk about. You know, Angela, how she was sort of the same way. She hit her face and she, you know, she was kind of doing the same way. She was kind of like Rorschach of, you know, dressing in black and white. And, you know, and, 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 and the fact that she grew up during Vietnam mm-hmm. or in Vietnam and she was treated like shit over there by other people of color. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They look it at her goes, like the enemy, you know? Yeah. I mean, it just goes. It's, it's just, it, it isn't just black and white. You know, that there's the, you know, and that was the main thing of the old comic book is Rorschach was so, you know, dealt in absolutes. He saw everything in black and white and he couldn't compromise, you know, right. And that's that why in like he couldn't yeah. see the gray area that, you know, Ozymandias and everybody else was looking at. Like, maybe yeah. we should cover this shit up. Like he couldn't do that. Yeah. And that's how Angela started out as Sister Knight started out like that. You know, and then once she started exploring what was happening, you know, she started realizing, yeah, that there's a lot of gray, you know, yeah. <laughs> and that's just that's the whole point of these stories of Watchmen is like the, there's no simple answer. Right. You know, like everybody's have, not good or bad. It's, it's good and bad between everybody, like, yeah. even if you have superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, was, it was just just interesting, man. It's just uh, I just like how the, the story uh reflects the book so much and you know complements each other like this does feel like a a worthy successor of the book and like and and the fact (laughs) we didn't talk about the other elephant in the room what's that the actual elephant in the room dr manhattan becoming black 
<laughs> okay, that's that's actually a weird thing to me because I'm still trying to I'm still trying to process that because the thing is, Doctor Manhattan is black, but he's really white. Yeah, and, and Ozymandias I, comments on that. He commented like, Look. on that. Yeah, he was like, "Look, in this day and age, you can't get away with that nowadays." Yeah, that's called cultural appropriation, <laughs> right? You know, you're, you're, you know, but the thing is, like, he wasn't becoming black to like rip off the culture. Or like, you know, or make a parody of the culture. Right. You know, he was just doing it to, you know, to help out, to comfort Angela. Right. Because you know? that's what she wanted. She's like, she saw a black dude. She was like, I want you to be that guy. And she just wanted yeah. to be what he wanted. I mean, what she yeah. wanted, you know. Yeah. But, but a it's, funny, it's funny to me how you say it because as soon as that thing was announced, I just saw all these tweets. God is a black man. God is a black man. Just how he's supposed to be. No, the black man just yeah. figured out he was God. I'm like. Not really. He's really a white guy pretending to be a black dude. <laughs> Just pretending to be a blue dude, you know. And then so, going, yeah, but then also going into like John Osterman's his history and how his his family like escaped the Holocaust and right. you know, so they you know, you know, that that was all like intertwined. He goes from one persecuted race to another, you know, uh persecuted race. Mm -hmm. So it's just this theme of who deserves the power. You know, why, why, you know, you know, and all that thing about how, who should become God. And, you know, they got the white supremacist land. We, we're going to, we're going to become, get these godlike powers and we're going to make the world the way we think it should be. We got Lady True, this narcissistic bitch who wants like, okay, I'm going to become God and I'm going to make the world how I think it should be. It's like these power hungry people. No, they shouldn't get that power. It's like in Captain America, first Avenger. No, you, Steve Rogers. Because you're not, because you've never had power, and because you've never been strong, that's why you deserve to have it, you know, you know. Because yeah, the, the that whole meek should inherit the earth thing. <laughs> My thing about that whole thing with Lady True, rights. because like I said, it was it was revealed that Lady True was Osmond's daughter, which I I, I said from the beginning that was one thing I'm completely was wrong on because I was like there's no way Osmandius can can you know she could be Osmandius daughter because Osmandius in the book was gay. You know, mm -hmm. but yeah, they yeah. but they changed it in the in the story, and they never actually came out and said he was gay. Now in the movie, and watch Zack Snyder's watch movie, they flat out said he was gay. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, walking out of Studio Fifty Four, we we know, yeah. and they found like some uh an extra folder on there too, said boy some shit like this, so he confirmed that. But in this in this show, they confirmed that he's asexual. It was like, huh? I've thought about that. That's nobody ever goes yeah. that route. So, so I think the whole thing, the reason he was trying to stop Lady True, not because, you know, she was evil or she about to become God. I think he just didn't want her, wanted to beat her because if she does that, then she can basically say she's better than him. Well, I think, I think that he, you know, all those years, I would like to think that all those years he spent on Jupiter, that he sort of, you know, looked at the, you know, life and existence in a new way and was like, okay, this is what I wanted to be. And I achieved it. I saved the world once, mm -hmm. you know, and look what it got me. Nothing, you know, <laughs> and yeah. here she's here. Here's his daughter trying to do the same thing. Right. You know, but, but she's basically doing all this to prove that she's better than him. Yeah. Part of. Yeah. Him. And that's that. And that was the only reason why she did. Yeah. Because she went through all that trouble. This is what was revealed after all these episodes that the only reason why she got Ozymandias off of Jupiter was so she could brag to him. Right. <laughs> so she spent all these billions of dollars making all these spaceships and satellites and inventing all this crap 
mm-hmm. just so she could say, stick it to him. Right. That, that, that's a fucking nut job right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't want some motherfucker like that with got Dr. Manhattan's powers. Right, because you know? <laughs> that's the thing. She's saying she's going to do all this stuff, but we know, like I said, power corrupts. And absolute yeah. power corrupts absolutely. And that's the thing about racism. And what, you know, that comic Bitterroot that I read, like, you know, earlier this year, mm-hmm. because that dealt with the Oklahoma massacre, the Tulsa massacre, too. It's like the, the fact that how do we how do we deal with racism? Right. What do we do? How do we fight it? You know, there's victims of racism that are just full of rage that just want to, like, you know, swing the other way and wipe out, you know, and just just for revenge, who want vengeance. And, and, you know, and they're justified to feel that way. I get it. You know, but will that solve the problem? Because you have Lady True, who's Vietnamese. And we know what happened in there. Dr. Manhattan, you know, America won the Vietnam War because of Dr. Manhattan. So they looked at Dr. Manhattan as this oppressor. Right. You know, so Vietnam became a, a United State, became a part of the United States, became another state. So you have, and that's why there was all those protests and those bombings and stuff because you had all these oppressed people, like you know, looking at the U.S. as colonizers, mm-hmm. you know, and that's because that's essentially what they did. And you know, Angela was born out of that, and Lady True, you know, her mother experienced that. So she was. That's why she was like, "Fuck you, Ozymandias," you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So so that that those that victim those victims of racism carry out throughout these generations and it's still what we, we as people of color we still that that still affects us like we still feel those pressures yeah. as people of color of what happened to our ancestors from hundreds of years ago we still feel that today and we still recognize the oppression today because it's in the culture of the country it's- yes you know and and what do we do about that you know, it's easy to say, yeah, fuck the white man, and it, we gotta, we gotta you know, fight back a revolution. But what's that gonna do? Right. Is it just gonna be one race conquering another race over and over again? And that's like a question that this show actually asks. It doesn't answer it, but right. it's like, like who should have do? that type of power, basically? Yeah. You know, what does racial rage get us? You know. <laughs> right. You know, so. And I, uh, one more thing, also like how the show actually ended with another massacre in Tulsa. That, yeah, <laughs> with the squids. <laughs> with the squids, yeah. I mean, yeah. he he like I'm just gonna kill everybody, just fuck yeah. it, as long as you take her out. Yeah, I like that part with a uh, looking glass, you know, yeah. mirror guy. Yeah. <laughs> how I like that his character arc, like how he was, he was one of my favorite characters because mm-hmm. of what he went through and you know the trauma that he went through and what in his origin story and why he became the hero he was or the vigilante he became, you know, and what it did to him. And then to see him make that closure, get that closure to see like, Oh, this has been a hoax the whole time. And now I get to, I get to like sort of resolve it. He gets to resolve it, you know, by, Oh, this is what's been scaring the shit out of me for the past 30 years. You know, these squids, it's all this, it's Ozymandias fucking with everybody. Right. (laughs) You know, I thought that was cool. I thought that was really cool that that he actually got to experience that. Yeah. You know? So yeah, like I said, I, I love this show. Don't do another one. Just just yeah. leave it as it is. That way we can actually sit back and just absorb this show and just take it all in at one time. We don't need season four, five, six of this. We don't need season two of this. this no. Is, yeah. No. But we do recommend everybody watch this one season though. 
Yeah. And go back and read the comic. And read the comic. It's it it's a worthy sequel. Not the, the movie. Because I not still the... say that movie fucking sucked. I don't care what nobody says. It's not that bad. It's bad, man. Have you when last time you seen it? It's been a while. But I... it, it's bad. Watch the movie again. It's bad. I don't know, but when Warshak takes that hatchet and Chops okay, that yes, head. there's some cool <laughs> scenes in it. Warshak is a badass in the movie, but oh, that movie is tough to get through. You know? <laughs> but overall, yes, there were certain things because it's so, it's so stylish and, you mm-hmm. know, like a music video, you kind of miss some of the overall themes that the book was trying to tell. It's the, almost the, a shot for shock remake. Yeah, and it's almost but, yeah. uh, too faithful, if that makes any sense. Yeah, but yeah. but it does miss the point. Yeah, well, I feel like the TV show got it. So yeah. that's why it's hard for me to recommend. Like, people love the TV show. And they were like, but, you know, I know some people that haven't seen the movie. And they're like, well, should I watch the movie? I'm like, no, don't do yeah. that. Yeah. No. Read the comic. Read the comic, please. Yeah. Re- and read all the comic. Read the 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 stuff in the back, those but those it, little snippets of the novels and the articles. And- but here's the thing, Eli. Can we really recommend the comic? Because let's be honest. We 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 – we're uh, not rookies to reading comics. We, we, we're old head at this. But the book is tough for us to get through. It is. But so, hey, we as comic book readers, it's on like the top 10, 100 novels of all time. Like, so. Yeah, like novels, period. Like <laughs> literary. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's a classic work of fiction. You know, we, we got we, we to gotta represent it. <laughs> we, we do. <laughs> so we just want I, to know that it is a tough book to get through. But yeah. if you can get through it, yeah. Personally, hey, read Dark Knight Returns first. And if you can get through to that, then read to watch it. Yeah. Dark Knight Returns is a lot easier to get into. And, and, it, and it touches on the same sort of themes. You know? It really does. You got a yeah. crazy – you know what? We're going to talk about Dark Knight actually later on in the show. Okay. So stay tuned. But wait, yeah. there's more. <laughs> okay. Which is one of the reasons why I did it, because we could talk about The Dark Knight Returns in juxtaposition of Watchmen, which are two, uh, people say, the best comic books written of all time. Yeah. Uh, let me say, can we move on to the next part of the podcast? Yeah, we better, because I can go on Watchmen all fucking night. I could, too, but like I said, it's just a, yeah. a, a section. Now, to be honest yeah. with you, what I was going to do, if it was Watchmen and Doomsday Clock came at the same time, we probably would have just did just a whole show. Just that that. would have been an episode, yeah. That would have been the whole episode. Yeah. But we gonna Well, you're the only one that I know around me that watches it. You know, none of my, you know, like Anthony, none of the other Savs are watching it. So it's like, I don't get to talk about this with anybody. Can I be so. honest with you, what got me into the show? What's that? Okay, well, I got me into the show that it was a, a few, uh, you know, of uh, some of my, my my black friends, you know, women friends that watch the show, mm-hmm. and they were just like, "Oh, you gotta watch the show, you gotta watch the show." But I didn't know why they were watching the show until I actually watched the show, and then you got this, like I said, what's the dude, black man or whatever, like that, Doctor Manhattan, yeah, blue dick swinging around and shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck? That's why they're watching. <laughs> <laughs> so they tricked me into watching the show because that's what they're watching for. I'm like, are, are y'all actually getting this show? What they're talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? But okay. But yeah, but but Regina King got her groove back. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you know, I almost see this like it's like like we look at ourselves like Superman and Batman's like like put ourselves in the shoes of these characters. Like they're putting their shoes, they're putting themselves in the shoes of Regina King. Mm-hmm. So she's the girlfriend of Doctor Manhattan. They're like, yeah, I'm the girlfriend of Doctor Manhattan. Might as well. So whatever. Okay. Move past that. Let's talk about the video game section. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So the video game section was actually pretty interesting. Um, we had the video game awards that came out 
and some interesting things that were revealed in the video game awards. Uh, some game won Sekiro or something like that. Some like hard ass Japanese game would have like that one greatest game of the year, whatever. Um, but the Xbox was released. The new Xbox coming out next year is released. Okay. They showed what it looked like. Showed the specs on everything like that. <clears throat> Eli, this is the ugliest looking console I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Shit, look, it's ugly, man. It's like a, just a big black brick, man. This is what it looked like. I don't know where the fuck I'm gonna put this shit. No, and so, <laughs> but here's what they're gonna call it. So, like, you got the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One. This one's gonna be called the Xbox. The Xbox. The Xbox. With a the or a duh, a D A. The Xbox. Like, Xbox. Like, I think it's just Xbox. That's it. But it would be cool. Now that I think about it, it would be cool if they put it good, like not Batman, but the Batman, just yeah. the Xbox. Uh, you got to say the whole thing together. But I think that's going to be it. So it's just, even though I had an Xbox before, back in 2002, now I got another one. So, uh, And also was announced, Vin Diesel has a Fast and Furious game coming out. So Vin oh, Diesel shit. and Michelle Rodriguez were both there, and they announced that they uh have a Fast and Furious game, and it's the best looking game I've seen on the PlayStation 2. And the PlayStation look fucking horrible, man. Like, come on, Vin Diesel, you can do better than this. You know, and then they keep on going, we're gamers. We game all the time. Don't we, Michelle Rodriguez? She's like, yes, we play games all the time. We In our trailers, doing the movies, we are playing Street Fighter and The Ken. I'm like, The Ken? What the fuck is The Ken? Oh, you mean Tekken. I'm like, okay, okay, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like get the fuck out of here man <laughs> okay so yeah that's them um i think what else was announced oh my christmas present that i bought to myself you like guess what i bought another fucking uh pc i should have but no not now I, that's coming down the road i went and bought an xbox one x oh yeah you too you said that yeah yeah, yeah. you haven't opened it yet or you didn't open no, it i've opened and played it I think, okay. I'm sorry. We talk about so much shit on the show. I forget what I talked about. I don't know if I was talking to you about it or, or a coworker. I don't know. <laughs> but here's the funny thing. I cranked it up, played it, and I actually played like an old Xbox 360 game. This is the game I played, Ninja Gaiden 2. Now, you know, I've been talking about this game forever. I bought the 360, I bought the Xbox One just to play Ninja Gaiden 2. That one game. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing about Ninja Gaiden 2. It's one of the hardest games ever made of all time. I played it, but the thing is when I played on the Xbox 360, when you play it and it's throwing so much shit at you, sometimes the game might slow down because of lag. And you can kind of catch what the fuck's going on. Not on this one. On this one, this shit is locked at 60 frames per second the entire time. So this shit never slows down. So they're just beating the fuck out of me the whole time when I'm playing this game. And it's fast when I played before, and I can't remember any of the shit I used to play before. So I'm just, I can't even get off the first level. <laughs> so I'm not going to Twitch stream this shit because I'm getting my ass beat too much. And I start thinking about myself, you laugh. Why do we punish ourselves like this? Why do we spend money to get our ass beat? To get pissed off and shit? Yeah, am I a masochist? I mean, is that what it is? Yeah. Sick pleasure out of this? I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. That means say I can move on to the next part of the podcast. Sure. Okay, so like I said, this is comic book bullies. This is where we talk about the comic books. And this is where we're actually going to talk about the comic books of the week. <clears throat> I'm going to dive into it. And Eli, should I start off first with the X Minute? Good. Okay, because apparently, uh, according to Comic Cast, we get all the news from them as far as the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> so, first book we're going to talk about is uh, X Force number three. X Force number three, yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> okay, so what we got going on? Uh, basically, the book starts off with Wolverine and Quentin Choir. Not Quentin Quagmire, I fucked his name the last time. Quentin Choir, Kid Omega. They're just running through a whole bunch of mutant 
zombies and shit like that, trying to find a way to do Domino. They find Domino, and half her skin has been peeled off on the left, on the right side. And but she's still alive, barely, but she's still alive. They're trying to get her out of the building, and uh, but they can't because there's so many damn monsters in it and shit like that. But then Domino's like, Logan, I got a mutant inhibitor collar on me. I can't use my powers. So he takes his claw, uh, chops the shit off, and Kid Omega's powers come back because they had like a, a mutant inhibitor on him too. To get his powers, they blow up some shit, blow up the factory and stuff like that, and then make their way out of it. Meanwhile, Magneto is having a press conference because there's rumors that Professor X has been assassinated. So they ask him, has Professor X been assassinated or something like that? So before Magneto can talk, Professor X walks out of portal also. He was like, Magneto, don't say anything. I'll talk to him, tell him what the hell is going on. And they're like, what, what the fuck? So, yeah. So Jean Grey did find uh, Cerebro, fix it, and cloned another body for Charles Xavier to walk around with. So, yeah, Professor X is back. And but the reporters don't believe it. Like Professor X, we heard you was assassinated. How do we know you're not uh, like a scroll or some shit? They're like, well, how do you know I want to scroll before? They're like, well, got a point. You know. So he tells them everything's cool, everything's fine. He tried to assassinate him, but they are gonna figure out what's going on, and, and that's it. So back at the uh the what they call it the Quiet Council, back at the uh, Krakoa meeting or whatever like that, they're all sitting in the room. We see Domino. She's got like those Krakoan tree grafts on her. So basically trying to like reheal her and shit like that. And Professor X is basically like, okay, uh, they try to make an attempt on my life. Well, they actually did uh, make an attempt on my life. But we need to find out what the fuck's going on. But we need to make sure this is quiet. So like I said, we are a nation just like everybody else. They got the CIA. They got the KGB. They got MI6. Well, guess what? We got the X-Force. You know, that's... Looks at Wolverine like you're going to be my 007. We're going to have our covert black ops underground spy team that's going to do shit and find out what the fuck's going on. And the book basically ends with the uh, the secret underground team that, you know, kidnapped Domino in the first place. And they say, we are Zeno. And that's, that's how the book ends. So, yeah. Overall, I was going to skip this book because there's too many goddamn uh, X-Men books coming out. It's starting to crank this shit up, Eli. It was three this week. No, yeah. Yeah. Next week <clears throat> it's five. Shh. Alone, five books alone. I'm not. I'm not doing this shit, man. <laughs> I can't. I'm getting one a book a week. I, I usually budget. Like I said, comic books are a budget. I budget for three, maybe four books a week. I am mm. not buying five fucking X Men books. If I do that, I can't get read anything else. Yeah. So I just can't do. This is the same shit that killed the X Men in the '90s. Cranking these books out left and right. Now, if you did, you paced this shit out, gave me like a X-Men book a week, like a different one, like X-Force, X-Factor, X-whatever, I'd be cool. This three, four, five books a week shit, uh-uh, can't do it. So Yeah, no shit. Yeah, overall, I'm going to give it 3.5 out of 5. That is my X-Minute. Now, I'm going to pass it to you, Eli, so you can do your X-Minute. I'm doing an X-Minute? Uh, I thought you it? were. Yeah. Did you read the That's what we talked about earlier. You didn't read the mutes? Hell no. I told you. Oh. I had a budget. Oh, man. So I got to do new mutants. You got to do new mutants. Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> what the fuck happened in this fucking shit? <laughs> new Mutants number three. Yeah, for some reason, we're, it's a whole new story. <laughs> what the fuck? How's it a new story? They were in space. They were in space, but we're not in space in this one. We're back on Krakoa. Holy with, fuck. Uh, with Glob and what's this chick's name? Armor? I don't even know who the fuck this is. Armor uh, is a Josh Wheaton creation back in the <laughs> X-Men. She uh can form like uh 
Armor. Like force like, field and shit. Yeah, force field and shit. Yeah, but she's like a little girl and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So her and Glob are like basically they go to to Nebraska to basically she wants to free like she's like that's so cool here in Krakoa. I wish all mutants could experience this shit. So let's let's go find mutants that are out there, and they end up going to like Nebraska and find Beak. Is that his name? Beak yeah. some duck. Howard the Duck reject dude. Beak is cool. Beak is he? he he's a he's a mutant with no powers other than just a beak. Yeah, he's just a duck. He's a, he's yeah. a chicken. He's a chicken. <laughs> but he had it. Only only thing he's ever done is get a chick pregnant at the expansion. Yeah, he's got yeah, he's got a family. He's yeah, because like that's the thing that happened. He was like, I just got a chick pregnant. That's it. That's the only thing he was yeah. useful for. So they go so they go to to, to to meet Beak in Nebraska and he's married with kids and shit and on a farm. And then they get like uh, ambushed by like these merc mercenaries, and they're like, they want this. Oh yeah, there's some shit about drugs, these Krakoan drugs that fucking can uh, like uh, cure this weird disease, you know. It explains it in one of those pages where you got to read shit, you know. It's trying to be Watchmen, you know. How fucking, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, there's some disease going on, and there's these Krakoan drugs that cure it. And when they go to Nebraska, Beak's dad is dying from it or something, and they give him the drugs. But then there's like these this army of mercs come, and they're like, "Look, we want the drugs and shit." And that's kind of where it ends. And yeah, I'm so glad I skipped this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, remember I said last this year, I was like, I think I'm done. You I know think what, Comicast? We apologize. We are gonna get our X Men news from you from now on. Yeah, because <laughs> we're jumping off this shit. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I think I'm done. But there's, oh, New Mutants number three. Should I read this? Well, I bet Leroy's going to read it. And then I'll know what he's talking about. And I read it, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I think there's a New Mutants coming out next week, too. Yes, it is. And X-Force. <sighs> yeah. Like, no, no, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm done, Marvel. Yeah. 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 Oh, you got to slap a screw on that. I don't know. Two out of five? Fuck it, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't care. When I picked this up, I was like, "What the fuck is going on now?" I thought we were in space. Who the fuck are these fucking assholes? Oh, Marvel! They know how to fuck up a good thing. <laughs> All right, next book I got is uh, Superman number eighteen. And okay. This is actually like a. This is probably gonna be the best-selling Superman book of this year. I seen it's best and best-selling. I'm gonna tell you what the fuck's going on. In there. Uh, just to spill it, yeah, Superman tells the world he's Clark Kent. It's it's all over the news, everything like that. This is the book. Even though they told the same fucking story five years ago. <laughs> no. But let's get to what's going on. So basically, Superman calls a press conference at, in front of Daily Planet as Superman, flies down, and everybody's like, Superman, what's going on? What are you going to tell us? He was like, yeah, I've been telling you. And before we do that, we get a flashback, him talking to Adam Strange, just having a you know conversation with Adam Strange. He, and he basically tells Adam Strange first, like, yeah, I got a secret identity back at home. He's like, secret identity? Are you Batman? He's like, ah, ha, ha, yeah, I heard that joke before. You're like, no, I actually have like a job. He's like, Superman has a day job? Like, really? Yeah, I got a apartment, Netflix account, whole thing. He's like, but you're Superman. Like, you're, you're a god. Why are you walking around as a human and shit? He's like, well, at first I did it for a reason because my parents raised me to be a human. But now, now that I got a family, I got my wife, I got my son. I don't even know why I'm Clark Kent anymore. He's like, I don't know either. It made no sense to have it. So he's like, you know what? You're right. <clears throat> so we go back to the... Uh, Oh, before we get to the press conference, actually, he decides to talk to Lois Lane. He was like, yeah, Lois, what I'm going to do, um, all my closest friends, I'm just going to just go by them one by one and just tell them before I tell the world. So he goes to 
Uh, he goes to the Daily Planet, sits down, pretend like he's doing work. He uses X-ray vision, sees Perry White in there, you know, doing work and shit like that. He walks into Perry's office, opens up his Superman uh, emblem on his chest, and Perry White just walks up to him and hugs him. Like, there's no dialogue in the panel. It's actually like a pretty powerful panel, you know. Uh, then he goes to Gotham City to find Jimmy Olsen, who's you know, taking pictures of a story. He's like, Jimmy, I got to talk to you for a second. And he takes Jimmy Olsen, flies him up to the rooftop. He was like, look, Jimmy. I trust you with my life, and I'm sorry I didn't trust you more than this, so I'm going to tell you what's really going on. And he puts his glasses on. He's like, look, I want, since you're my best friend, I want you to have the first pictures of what's happening right now. He's like, what do you mean what's happening? I'm, I'm wearing glasses. I'm, I'm Clark Kent. Like, I don't, you just look like Superman with glasses to me, that's all. He's like, you dumbass. He's like, yeah, uh, Lois told me earlier today. <laughs> so he's like, what the fuck? Lois already told you? Yeah, she told me earlier that you, you're Superman. I already know, so it's cool. You know, so they, they bro-hug it out and all this shit like that. But then he goes back to Lois. He's like, Lois, why the hell you tell Jimmy that I was Superman? He's like, because I've known Jimmy longer than you've known him. So I should be the one to tell him because I, I had to hold your secret just like you did. He's like, well, what? how do you take it? Yeah, he cried on the phone when I told him. He's like, well, that's what I wanted to know when he did it. He's like, well, my fault, you know. So we go back to the press conference and we see Superman and he's basically telling everybody, yeah, look, uh, the citizens of the world, yes, I'm Superman. My name is Kal-El. I come from a dead planet you don't even know about. You've never been there before, but I'm also something else. I'm also Clark Kent, Daily Planet reporter. I have a wife. I have a son. I've been living among you the whole time. And now I see no reason for me to keep this secret anymore. You know, yes, I am Clark Kent. I'm not going to stop being Clark Kent. But I just want to let the world know that I'm Clark Kent. And while he's telling this, you you see it like on the television screen, everybody's, you know, celebrating. You see like the Justice League applaud him in the background. Batman's in the back cave with Damien. You know, he just get like a little grin. He was like, you like the grin is like, I'm proud of you, Clark, you know. And Supergirl and Crypto is like, oh, I can't believe he did that, you know. So everybody's happy for him, you know. And Superman's just like, you know what? I told you my secret. I'm good. I'm Clark Kent. Everybody, God bless, good night. And he just flies off. That's it. After we see all that, there's also another group of people watching this press conference, and that's the Legion of Doom. And what they're doing is laughing their ass off at Lex Luthor. They're like, you dumbass. How did you not know what the fuck was going on? This is supposed to be the guy you're supposed to be trying to kill all these years. You didn't know he had a secret identity? And Lex Luthor just like, and the, penal, the, uh, the book ends with Lex Luthor just looking fucking pissed. They're like, this motherfucker. I had a secret the whole time and I didn't know. And that's the whole end of the book. So yes, <laughs> people are pissed about this, but this is a much, much better story told than what it was five years ago when they did it. You know, that was just Lois Lane just out of them in the Daily Public and that was it. But this was actually like heartwarming and heartfelt where Superman went to his different people, uh, different friends and family and would tell them a secret. It felt more earnest. It felt like it was earned, you know. Now, yes, we know that 5G is coming. And there's another crisis is coming. They're going to reboot the universe again. So probably none of this shit's going to matter anyway. But why not? Why not have this story? Well, let's see where it goes from there. Overall, I'm going to give the book a 4.5 out of 5. It was a well-told story, even though it probably won't stick. But it was still a well-told story. So, yeah, what I got. All right. Um, should I do detective, I guess? I mean, might as well. We're on DC. All right. Um, I'll do, yeah. So detective 1017. This has um, uh, Batman and Robin back together again. He's uh, Damien is helping Bruce uh, find like this uh, runaway orphan. Um, 
And it's just that it's basically them back together. Uh, you know, that whole father and son dynamic They're you know, some really poignant, you know, moments and shit. Um, they finally find the orphan, but he ends up dying and this like, uh, and they find out that the orphanage was, a uh, sort of, um, you know, up to like shady shit, you know, ch- you know, child kidnapping and shit like that. So this, basically this book does what you say should happen. Um, because it's the, orf- uh, Bruce Wayne, like owned the orphanage. Mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne goes and confronts the like the head of the orphanage and actually punch beats him up. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and like Damien's like, dude, don't 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 punch him too hard. You know, you don't want to. <laughs> you know, we don't want anybody to know how how what good a fighter you are. You know, remember you're Bruce Wayne. You're not Batman now. Right. So, um, but there was some really cool moments in this book. It's like there's like a flashback where we're talking about where we meet uh, with uh, Bruce and his mom when he was a when he was a kid and how his mom. You know, sort of. She, you know, uh, sort of. Uh, she, she came from a like a poor background, and she was talking about opening up the orphanage to help people and p- those that basically instilling that sort of compassion in Bruce. You know, to help those who are un- less fortunate than he is. So those some like yeah, really like poignant family moments. And then we go, then we go to like bet- you know the dynamic between Damien and and Bruce, and then them both sort of wanting to help. Uh, this orphan, this orphanage, and um, and you see like another side of Damien. So, you know that actually Damien actually gives a shit that he's not a spoiled rotten little shit that you think. <laughs> so so yeah, I get, this is a four out of five. This is a good read. It was just a one shot too. You know. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So uh, another one shot we have coming up is uh, the Dark Knight Returns: The Golden Child. Oh yeah, I I yeah I didn't read this. Written by Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. Now I wasn't gonna read this, but when it came on the national news controversy, I was like, "Oh, I gotta read this. I gotta talk about this." So let me paint the uh, paint the picture of what this story is about. Now, Eli, we've talked about this before. Remember in the Dark Knight series two, uh, the Dark Knight Strikes Back, whatever it was, when Superman and Wonder yeah. Woman had sex in the sky, and the sex mm-hmm. was so good it was like cause of volcanoes and earthquakes and shit mm-hmm. like that. And at the end, she said, the, "She felt the Earth move." Yeah, Earth move. And then at the end, she said. Clark, I think I'm pregnant. Yeah. Well, this book is about that baby. Yeah. Well, the last book was the Master Race. She's in that too. Oh, was she? Okay, I completely missed. Uh, didn't read that. But Master like, Race actually wasn't bad. Was it? Okay, because yeah. Frank like, Miller I, worries I, me sometimes. I, I no. Go go check it out. It's actually not bad. I wait till it hit the DCU app if that's still a thing. <laughs> it might be on Comicsology. <clears throat> might be. I might check it out. Okay. But and, for free or whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll see. It might be on there. So, like I said, this book is about uh, the book. The baby's name was Jonathan Kent. And Laura Kent is still there, also another supergirl of this universe. And what they're doing is that they're overlooking the skies and they see a riot breaking out. Now, what the riot is about the riot is about uh, one side is voters and the other side is jokers. And who are the voters uh, protesting against? Well, they never say the name of the, uh, the politician, but he looks. Like the spitting image of Donald Trump. Like okay. they don't even shy away from it. It's Donald Trump. So, but they're saying it's the, they're voting for the governor, you know, of this the state, whatever Gotham is in. So it's just a riot breaking out. And it really reminds me of that. Remember that Antifa thing that happened a couple of years ago? Yeah, which it's, one? It's, it's basically that. 
okay. Yeah. Just Antifa shit. <laughs> yeah, basically that. So while they're fighting over each other, stuff like that, all of a sudden, now Carrie Kelly has now graduated to becoming the Batwoman of this universe. So yeah. Batman is nowhere in this book at all. So mm-hmm. it's it's all about Carrie Keller. She's Batwoman. So she shows up with the SOBs. Now, if you don't know who the SOBs are, the SOBs are the sons of Batman. Sons of Batman. Yeah, you know, her army and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So they start beating the shit out of the Jokers. You know, the Jokers are basically like the, the Trump supporters, or not Trump supporters, whatever, and versus the regular voters. You know, they got the signs up, no more, and like, not more years or no more him or some shit like that. You know, so they start beating the shit out of stuff like that. After they beat the fuck out of everybody, stuff like that, they go back to the Batcave, and, and you know, Laura, the Supergirl, whatever like that, she's like, okay, this shit is, no, or one of them says, you know, this shit is too crazy. These voters are acting too crazy over just a damn election. So that means there's only got to be one thing that's going on with this. It's got to be Darkseid using the anti-life equation to control them over going crazy with this election, because there's no way normal, rational people would go this insane. Like, okay. And then the next page, we see dark side <laughs> like he's actually in the book it's dark side teaming up with the joker even though the joker has been dead in these books he's back i don't care he, he's back whatever so yes they've rigged the election the entire time they matter of fact joker actually has a trump puppet on his hand showing him that trump is one of their puppets they've been funding him and bankrolling him the whole time for this election so <laughs> yeah weird as fuck so while they're sitting there talking about their evil scheme and how they're going to put Trump in office so uh, so he can do whatever the fuck they want him to do, that's when Laura and Jonathan see them outside and just, you know, use their super speed and start beating the shit out of everybody and get to a fight with Darkseid. Fight goes on a long time. That's pretty much the majority of the book is just Darkseid versus the, you know, the super, super kids or whatever like that. And uh, he actually uses the anti-life equation on Supergirl, you know, to control her. But Jonathan Kent is just like, no, you're, you're not going to control her. You're not going to do anything, Dark Side. Obviously, this kid is like stupid powerful. So he does, like, when Dark Side uses Omega Beam on him, he Dragon Ball Z battle, you know, beam versus him with his super beam, overpowers Omega Beam, blows up Dark Side, and somehow gets inside of Dark Side and, like, zaps all of his Omega energy away from him. So when Darkseid is there, he's just like a human. Like you see Batgirl throws a Batwoman or whatever, like throws a rock at him and actually like makes him bleed. Like what the fuck? And then the book ends with the humans uh, or the protesters rushing Darkseid. That's how the book ends. Yeah. Is it. there going to be another one? Well, they, they Frank Miller said it's one shot. I actually okay. watched an a, a interview with him about this book. He said it's just one shot. So apparently this isn't a series. This isn't even a, a miniseries. It's just, just one issue book and that's it. Is it Black Label? It is Black Label. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, overall this book was three out of five. I, I sped through it as much as possible. It, it's pretty much, it didn't need to be as long as it was. Story was kind of confusing because Darkseid's doing some old crazy Darkseid shit. They, you know, they, he does the whole Darkseid is, you know, anti-life equation, all this shit like that. Frank Miller, I don't know. My thing is, like, why is Frank Miller... I, I thought he was, like, a racist-ass, you know, right-wing dude anyway. Why is he doing I, a book with, with Trump is... I don't think he was... Well, I don't, have I, you he, read that Holy Terror book where he was where he had a fake-ass Batman I, killing Muslims? I, I Well, yeah, I think he... T- <laughs> I, yeah, I think he has a... Uh, yeah, a little. Yeah, he's got some prejudice against you know over nine eleven. 
maybe he's calmed down since then, like that because yeah, they even yeah. they even showing a scene where uh oh Joker has the uh I don't care do you jacket on the one that Melania oh, Trump oh that what's her face yeah, yeah he wear that matter of fact they have pictures posted of the of like the Joker Joker got kids like that and they drew pictures of Trump on the on the wall and he's got one of him like choking a cat grabbing by the pussy. <laughs> You know, he's building a wall. You know, it's like uh, some of the other shit I couldn't make out, but it's like all that shit is on the wall right there. So they're like really leaning into the shit. This is like so and, he's just he's just Frank Miller just nuts. He's anti-Muslim. He's anti-Trump. It's like <laughs> pick a side, man. You can't be. Yeah. He's anti everything. Like he just like anything that's popular, he just hates it because like all these uh like like I said, anytime you put Trump into a comic, you know these comic skaters are gonna go nuts. It's like, oh, you, you SJWs, you left wingers, you libtards, always going orange man bad and all this shit like that. I'm like, this is Frank Miller. He, he's he's more right wing than you guys are. <laughs> he's I thought he was. So, I'm confused, man. I, at first, when I saw the thing, I was like, well, maybe like Frank Miller's doing like a commentary where he's really making fun of you know, like uh, liberals because he's done this shit before. You know, so I don't know. Yeah. But, New Yorkers are are a weird bunch. That's all I can say. <laughs> I guess, so. but at the same time, though, this isn't like this isn't like uh old. This is this is a new territory for Frank Miller. He's done this shit before. Go back to the original Dark Knight Returns, the original book. In this, Robert uh no Ronald Reagan is in that book, mm-hmm. and Ronald Reagan is a supreme asshole in that book. And Superman works for him. And Superman works for him, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and, and people are always saying, like, Trump is like the second coming of Ronald Reagan, you know, with the same policies and, and all this stuff like that, you know. But, like I said, he hated Ray- Ronald Reagan then, and now he's talking shit about Trump now. People are saying, oh, Frank Miller has gone woke. I'm like, really? He's always done this shit? I, I, I wouldn't say he's gone woke, but... <laughs> <laughs> they, don't even, they don't even make sense a woke Frank Miller I'm, I'm almost scared to even say that shit <laughs> Frank Miller's fucking nuts that's all I can say he is he, <laughs> he definitely needs some help some... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused right now man I just knew that I don't know what I don't know what you know he's the, he's the fucking American fucking Alan Moore is what he is <laughs> You know, Alan Moore is a fucking warlock or some shit, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> some shit. And Frank and Miller's shit. just like fuck it. Just Frank Miller. Frank Miller's fucking Rorschach. <laughs> That's exactly who he reminds me. Of, basically, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what to believe anymore. But yeah, uh, uh, three out of five for this book. It was nothing to read. The the Trump thing was just seemed like it was just triggering triggering people just to trigger people for no reason. Yeah, so, didn't even need it. Like if you took it out of the book, this book wouldn't even be on the radar for anybody like i said frank miller's a new yorker he grew up in new york and new yorkers know who the fuck trump donald trump is <laughs> true didn't y'all like boo him or something like that uh, i think thing like he was at a new york something and they boo him i don't know it was like recently. yeah well it was at the world series one of the world that's series what it was games. the world series yeah, yeah they, they 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 him. Him. i'm like yeah he's yeah. from new york Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, they know who they know. He's a rich asshole. They don't fucking New Yorkers keep it real. You know, they're a bunch of, you know. I'm <laughs> they know into the, I want to know what was going through Frank. I'm I'm scared to, but I want to know where Frank Miller's mind was, where where he was at when he wrote this. <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty sure I don't want to know, but I want to know. So that's all I got. I'm booked out. So Frank Miller just uh, drained me. Shit, damn! I got like what I got. I got that Ghost Rider number three. I did all the work last week, so. Ghost Rider. Man, 
So this book starts out, Ghost Rider number three, starts out in limbo. Belasco? Was that his name? Belasco? I don't know. Belasco? He fucking, uh, he's some demon guy, I guess. I, I don't know. Oh, he's in limbo. Did he have like a bigger bike than Ghost Rider or something? Well, he was riding a horse. And he had a big giant sword and shit. Oh, I don't, I don't know the guy. So he's like a Viking or something. And then there's some Indian native Ghost Rider in a headdress who gets killed like right away. And I was they like, really? Ghost Rider. really? What the fuck? <laughs> They're immortal. They still find a way to kill. What the fuck? <laughs> like, even, even the Indian demon gets killed. <laughs> so that was like the first two pages. <laughs> I was like, I, and I don't even know who this Indian ghost rider is. He's just some, <laughs> you know, Indian skull guy in a headdress on a horse shooting bows and arrows and shit. <laughs> Can't be killed, but he found a way to kill him. And then he killed him. He like he totally this Belasco guy kills him. He like like totally like disappears. Like you know, um, but then it goes. You know what's been going on in this book? So um, Danny Ketch has taken over hell, but then a bunch of demons have escaped. So he went back to Earth and he's looking for them. He tries to uh, you know get Danny Ketch to help him, but Danny Ketch is like, "Fuck that! I hate the Ghost Rider." So they fight in the last issue, and uh, Johnny Blaze ripped the Spirit of Vengeance out of Danny Ketch. So Danny Ketch ain't got the Spirit of Vengeance anymore. And then he threw him in. He threw him off the Brooklyn Bridge. Okay. So this basically takes this picks up there after this whole thing in Limbo where they kill an Indian demon. Uh, Danny Ketch is like you know you know recovering. Um, the caretakers there telling them, hey, man, there's some shit going down and you need to fucking step up and do some shit. And, of course, it's just, it, it mainly deals with Danny Ketch's, you know, con he's feeling conflicted about everything. You know, like, I don't want to I don't have nothing to do with the spirit of vengeance. I hate that shit. I don't want to be a part of it. But they're like, no, this is a demon war going on. You got you have the ability to stop it. Um, you need to do this shit. So that's basically what it is. He comes to turn with it. There was a pretty uh you know poignant scene between him and stacy his girlfriend his ex-girlfriend is like you know what you know they have they sort of have a moment where they're like you know uh you know the reason why we broke up is because you were always hiding shit from me if you would have just been honest we would have been all good but you're always hiding and shit and he's like well i did it protect you man i was a fucking demon you know <laughs> <laughs> so this is a nice little moment there but then we flash back to um uh, uh Johnny Blaze, he's going around trying to find these demons. These demons are on their way to Las Vegas, and they're trying to free Mephisto, who's imprisoned in Las Vegas somewhere. And that's where they're going, and that's kind of where it ends. They're in Las Vegas. Right, because so, Las Vegas is, is hell. Thank you, Donny Cates. Yeah. <laughs> so, three out of five. Um I'm looking at that Native American Ghost Rider. I'll be honest with you, Eli. He looks kind of badass shooting those fire arrows. Yeah, well, then look at the next page where he dies. That's not yeah, badass. Yeah, well, like one hit and like <laughs> that's it. Like I'm dead. Yeah, <laughs> like, and he damn. talks mad shit to him. Like, yeah, you thought, yeah, I'd give you a message, but you're dead. You can't you ain't saying shit to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to rub it in too. <laughs> um, I then I read a bunch of uh, oh, I forgot about Immortal Hulk. Oh yeah, yeah, I know you got to do that one. Yeah, a new Mortal Hulk. This was really cool. So this basically, you're, we're dealing with this uh, older guy, a boomer, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> who 
who's basically like, where's my America? What's going on with the kids today? They're all protesting and shit. And then he goes, because what's been going on is everyone, the Hulk has sort of uh, sparked this whole protest movement with the youth. The youth are running around protesting Roxxon and all the shit they're doing. Um, They got Hulk masks, kind of like those Guy Falk masks, you know, Mm -hmm. those anonymous masks. You know, they're all running around doing these protests. And then there's this um, old white guy. He's like some security. He works for some security firm. And he's like basically going to work. And he's basically complaining the whole time. What's going on with the kids? This country used to be great. You know, they, you know, you know, everyone used to believe in God and all this shit. And, you know, the devil is basically taking everybody's souls and you know, making this country go down the tubes and all this shit. And then he goes to work and it turns out he's guarding some rocks on facility. And then a bunch of kids show up and protest outside. And he comes out and he pulls his fucking gun on the protesters. And he's like ready to shoot. You know, he's like, you know, I I have a right to shoot. It's like a stand your ground state. I have a right to defend myself, all this blah, 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 blah. And then he sees in the crowd, his daughter is one of the protesters. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, shit. And like an asshole, he decides to pull the trigger. But then the bullet is stopped because the Hulk jumped in front of the bullet. Okay. Yeah. Um, then we cut to... We're, this. Meanwhile, while that's going on, the Minotaur is basically commenting on what's going on. Like, what the fuck's going on with the kids these days? I built. We built them this big social media empire. We give them... You know, all these apps and video games. We give them all this shit to do that they they that they worship. And all they want to do is protest my company for it. It's like, what the hell? We got we, we, we to do something about this. And they go to Monster Island. And they get, I don't know if it's the Yeti or whatever. Some big furry beast shows up at the end and says to be continued. Hmm. Okay. So, um, pretty cool. Very political. This book started out as like a kind of a horror book you know now the last few issues have gone very political which mm-hmm. i have I, I don't mind you right know, it's it's commenting on total commenting on you know current events and uh you know protest movements and corporations the the inequality of wealth and all that and and the the, the generation gap you know with this guy he obviously a boomer you know resenting the younger generation and you know all that so i give it a four out of five you know this was cool okay cool and then I read a bunch of indie books, um, that new Aliens vs. Predator, Thicker Than Blood, pretty cool. Uh, we're basically on some luxury spaceship, kind of like a ocean liner in space, and it starts getting attacked by a predator, and this little girl and her little brother is help, basically trying to escape, um, trying to escape this predator. Um, the little brother turns out to be a synthetic, an android, and okay. he's kind of like showing her through the ship, you know, leading her through the ship. They they uh, they find the predator ship and they get on it, and then they find an alien on there, and that's where it ends. So it's alien versus predator. So pretty cool. I like these alien. I lo- I love that whole alien versus predator universe. I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a fan of them. Whenever a book comes out, I always check it out. So I give that a four out of five. Um, the new something. Is Killing the Children came out. This is the first one that I felt it dragged a little bit. 
Um, the investigation is going on. There's some monsters killing these kids in this town. This killer come or this monster slayer shows up and is trying to look for this monster. A little bit slow. This one. It's a little bit more exposition. Um, it, this this one kind of slowed down a little bit. So I give it a three out of five. But I'm still intrigued at the story. Cool horror book. And then the last book I read was the Hack Slash 15th Anniversary Special. So Tim Seeley, who I who I met at a con last month, and I actually had him sign my Hack Slash number one. Oh, nice. Okay. So this is the 15th anniversary of his creation, Hack Slash. Casey Hack, she teams up with this sort of big monster guy, and they go around killing slashers, like Jason Voorhees type of guys, Freddy Kruegers. They go around the country killing these supernatural killers. And that's pretty much it. This book is sort of kind of an anthology, kind of like a, you know, uh, like, like an annual where you have like a bunch of short stories. There's a few short stories in there. One written by Tim Seeley, which is sort of a meta take on, you know, Casey Hack's character and how she comes to life and actually meets Tim Seeley and they have a conversation and they talk about, you know, what she's been doing and, you know, kind of a, uh, you know, just just a tongue-in-cheek reference of, you know, I'm just your, I'm just a fetish to you, and she kind of confronts the creator, and it's 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 funny, it's it's kind of fun, and then it's just got a lot of like art, you know, pinups and artwork and you know, factoids and stuff. It was all right, three out of five, you know, it's just a it's just a celebration of the of this series. So, mm-hmm. and I believe that's it. I think. Yeah, fuck it. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, like I said, we ran through a whole lot of stuff in this, this uh, episode, but we had to. Like I said, next episode, we're just going to talk about just nothing but Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And actually, uh, Eli, the first reactions have already hit on Twitter so far. Like I said, oh, I think yeah? the embargo was ended, and people are going crazy. They're, lo- they're loving it so far. No shit. But well, they love the Last Jedi. They too. love the Last Jedi also. So hey, we'll we'll see how it goes from there. <laughs> we gotta wait for the Disney check to clear before they. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh like I said, if you listen this long, definitely listen to our other podcasts we have. We have uh, Geek Sav, our sister podcast. We also have Comic Cast, which probably gonna do all the books we didn't do. Probably gonna love all the books we hated, and vice versa. Oh, and go listen to all the X books we didn't do also. <laughs> uh, we also have Get Valiant, Hulu TV. Uh, Wrestling Council, got it right that time. Oh, uh, yeah. Talking Balls, got that right this time. And Instruments and Destruction, think I got that's that right. right. Yeah, right. I think I got that right. I think that's all of them. Might be some other ones, but I'm forgetting them. Uh, yeah, like I said, next week we're just going to do nothing but... The... Should we do Doomsday Clock or not? Uh, uh, I, uh, I'm probably going to read it, so I, I, it's up to you. Man. We, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read it. I'm yeah. read it. We'll see how it goes from that. But we're going to do, it could be weird to do Star Wars and Doomsday Clock. Because you know? <laughs> <laughs> the people that's going to listen to Star Wars are not going to read Doomsday Clock. But we'll, we'll see how it goes from there. Uh, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel. <laughs>
listen to the fireplace roar Beautiful, please don't hurry Put some records on while I pour Baby, it's bad out there No cabs to be had out there Your eyes are like starlight now I'll take your hat, your hair looks swell Mind if I'm moving closer What's the sense of hurting my pride? Oh, baby, don't hold out Baby, it's cold outside Maybe it's cold outside How lucky that you dropped in Look out the window at the storm Gosh, your lips look delicious Waves upon the tropical shore Gosh, your lips are delicious Never such a person before But baby, you'd freeze out there It's up to your knees out there I thrill when you touch my hands How can you do this thing to me? Think of my lifelong sorrow If you got pneumonia and I Get over that old doubt Baby, it's cold Baby, it's cold outside 